This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We are the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue the subject that we started Monday morning. And that subject is a phrase that Paul uses quite often. And that phrase is, do you not know? It's amazing how often he wrote that. And for all of us as believers, it's kind of a a test to see where we are on some very basic issues. Sometimes we slough over things and don't remember the things that we've been taught. Do you not know? And we started with a very important portion of scripture, which is in Romans chapter 6, the first four verses. Paul writes, What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may increase? May it never be. How shall we who die to sin still live in it? Or do you not know, there is that phrase, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death? Therefore, in other words, what's the result of that? Therefore, we have been buried with him through baptism into death so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So my brothers and sisters, are you walking in newness of life? It'll come that when we realize and we do not forget that we have been baptized into his death, that we might walk in newness of life because Jesus has been resurrected from the dead. And lives in us and enables us to walk in newness of life. Amen, amen. Thanks, Junie. Romans 6.16. Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin resulting in death or of obedience resulting in righteousness? What a choice we have, Junie. We're either going to submit ourselves, as it says, to the one who results in death, which is the enemy, or we'll submit ourselves to obedience to Jesus, which results in righteousness. It makes me think, Junie, that with to, to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the other things that we desire shall be added. All right, then we went also in Romans chapter 2, we were speaking about judgment and how we're so easy to judge other people But the point was, do you not know that it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance? And that will caution us about judging on the outward appearance of things. 
So we need to realize that it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. We then went to the book of 1 Corinthians and we looked at chapter 5 and we know that Paul wrote a very strong letter to the church at Corinth because they were neglecting to deal with sexual immorality. And um, Paul wrote a stinging letter. In fact, he said, I have decided to deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. And they were boasting about uh, the condition of the church when it was in terrible shape. And yet we see that when we continue on in that portion, the word of God says, do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And we pointed out, Shelley, that it looked like the scriptures were contradicting itself because you didn't read it today, but in Romans it warns us not to judge seeing that we do the same thing. Yes, yes. And that we would not escape the judgment of God. And here in this portion, you're reading how important it is that sin be judged it's judged by God, but yeah. as a parent, we're required to raise our children in holiness and in the fear of the Lord. As leaders of the church, sin cannot be accepted because we're not better than anyone else. We're sinners saved by grace. But the truth of the matter is we need to see God's definition, how God sees it, not only because he is the Lord God, but to understand that the Lord God died so that we might become the righteousness of God. So to understand when the Lord points out sin in the law, he shows us what will cause us to depart from him as workers of iniquity. Really, it's powerful, June. May we all take it to heart. We looked at 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'd like to read verses 16 and 17. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Verse 17. If any man destroys the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, and that is what you are. Junie, you know, I, I go back to the Torah where God says, Be ye holy, for I am holy. And the temple was the holy place where God dwelt in the Hebrew Scriptures. And we are that spiritual temple. And we cannot forget. And as it says, Do you not know that you are the temple of God? And the temple of God is holy. And we brought in Psalm 93, verse 5, which says, Holiness befits thy house. Okay, Junie, now let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. That's uh, chapter 6, I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And in the first three verses, we see two do you not knows. All right? We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Does any one of you, when he has a case against his neighbor, dare to go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Or do you not know that the saints will judge the world and if the world is judged by you, are you not competent to constitute the smallest law courts? Do you not know that we shall judge angels how much more matters of this life? 
Junie, it's it's a sad situation that we are willing to go to law law courts to solve something that involves believers in the church. It's just it's not the will of God that we consult the courts. And you know what? If we can take a little liberty, and I think it's within the realm of what we're talking about, it's not just going to law courts, but how about going to psychiatrists? How about going to philosophers? How, how about going to worldly experts rather than dealing with the situations within the body of believers? God says one day we will judge angels. So why do we look to, outs- to the outside of the body of believers for counsel? Jesus is our counselor. Do we not know? And I think the point is, Shelley, what is biblical what do the scriptures say? Because Jesus is the word made flesh. And you pointed out several days ago that you cannot serve two masters, that you'll be enslaved to the one you serve. If you serve the master of sin, the devil, you'll be enslaved to the sin. Really? And if you ser- serve the Lord, you'll be enslaved to the Lord, but that enslavement sets you free. So I know I've been working with a woman who's been on mental medications diagnosed as being schizophrenic and a manic depressive. And she was a woman who had been totally given to God. And because she believed lies about herself, I mean, people really tried to help her by telling her she had an experience at seven years old that left her emotionally as a seven-year-old And she so believed it that she became dysfunctional, Shelley, a woman who was a leader in the church. I mean, she was a a sister uh, who had given herself totally and completely to the Lord and has been on heavy mental medications for over 11 years. And I've been meeting with her every week as she's going through drinking from the wells of salvation the book that I wrote, and the chapters uh, with the study guide uh, of making revival uh, in your own life possible, that the Lord is opening up her eyes as she's going through each chapter and the chapter of the study to see what spirit, what, who is her master, And the Lord is delivering her and setting her free. And as she pleads the blood over her mind and nullifies the effect of the medication that she's taking, she's being able to think clearly for the first time in 11 years, Shelley. Wow. She's in the scriptures every day and in prayer, and she's returning to her master, the Lord. Mm. And the things that have held her captive in her thought life, she's taking them captive to the word of God. And she's following the word of God. So it's not... Uh, the book, or it's not our getting together, although those are tools that God might be using. It's his Holy Spirit that's setting her free as she is obeying him and the word of God. Bless the Lord. And that's available to all of us. Yes. And we need to remember some of these do you not know that Paul writes, it will help us walk in that newness of life, which this woman is beginning to walk in. Hallelujah. All right, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning at verse 9. Do you not know 
that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and in the spirit of our God. Junie, that speaks of liberty that was attained for us at the cross and then through Jesus' resurrection. And so if there's any listener that finds yourself in bondage to sin, yes, Lord, having a place that you don't feel you're free, you have a place to go, and Hallelujah. that's to the cross and to Jesus and cry out to him to set you free because the one that the Son sets free is free Hallelujah. indeed. Hallelujah. Obey his word. Yes, Lord. Pray. Walk in truth and in righteousness, and your life will be changed. And uh, it, it made me think, Junie, of this scripture that everybody probably knows. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Hallelujah. Through Father, Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank we you, bless Lord. your holy name. Yes, we do. And we pray that those listening who are in bondage, you will set the captives free, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, they'll turn Do to you, Do you Lord. not know that God has an accomplished fact and that what he's done on the cross and what he's done through his resurrection will set us free? In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784 Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.